Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. That's right, man. I tell you, what a good day to be living. <laughs> I thought I'd give you all a little something, something just because I wanted to give you a little something, something extra uh, on the air today. Hey, buddy. All right. Y'all see, I'm working on this, 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 um, this audio here for a hot minute. Okay. Hopefully everything's good now. I'm sounding good to myself. So hopefully I'm sounding good to you. Welcome to the show, man. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. You're listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. It's Monday, February the 13th, 2017. All right. Everybody, I hope everybody had a wonderful, 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 uh, weekend and, we ready to talk about some things. Yes, today is open mic, man. I decided to make it an open night day, open mic day, because, you know, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? I know sometimes we get tired of talking about the same thing over and over and over again. Because if you like me, I know you're probably tired of hearing about this Trump nonsense that's going on because it's really getting on everybody's nerves. I know it's getting on mine. You know, <laughs> it really is. It, it, it is just, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say other than that. It's just getting on my nerves, man. I'm tired of hearing about it, trying to, trying, to, trying not to talk about it, but it's hard not to talk about it. You know why? Because this administration is doing some craziness and Nobody knows what they're actually doing or what's going on, and they're just popping off at the gums with no kind of background, or they're making up facts and things of that nature. Then you have the pundits like Lush Limbaugh. You know, he's trying to verify, and not the uh, well, I shouldn't say verify. He's trying to make everything seem that is it's going the way it's supposed to, and this administration is off to a great start, and whatever, man, whatever. Whatever I tell you, <laughs> it, it just—it's nonsense. That's what it is. It's nonsense. Um, and I guess this kind of goes against what a lot of individuals thought. I know we're only a couple of weeks into to this administration, and but for those that have been yelling and clamoring this whole time that a businessman needs to be the president of the United States, well. We have a businessman that's the president, and he's jacking things up. All right, let's just go on and put it out there like it is. He's jacking things up, man. And uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing because nobody wants to admit it. And of course, he's not trying to admit it. anything you say against him. He's throwing it, you know, throwing shade at you and and calling people names. And <sighs> and the country itself is is in total. Um, I wouldn't say chaos, but uh, I don't know what's a better word than chaos. <laughs> you know, it this man, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna talk about some of that if you want to or not. But like I said, it's 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 open mic, so whatever you want to talk about, let's do this. Debo one, thank you for joining us in the chat room, brother. Glad to see you there. Western sister and Goni, I see you on the switchboard. Thank y'all as well. Um, you know, and you know, as, as this cat was running for president, see, you can't help but talk about this, man. I mean, <laughs> oh wow, 
anyway, I might as well go on and go go with it now. I'm gonna start it. You know, when this man was running for president, there was a lot of things going on as far as protest and and um, certain individuals, citizens, you know, attacking other citizens and things of that nature. And and I say, well, you know, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. No, it's getting worse, y'all. It's getting worse. Um, there were a lot of news reports this weekend about immigrants um, of Mexican descent, um, Hispanic, Latino, however you want to classify them, um, being rounded up by ICE agents. I mean, knocking on doors, kicking in doors and, and grabbing folk um, and breaking up families and what have you. And of course, the the, the party line is, well, this is just normal action, you know, that's that has, you know, was going on before. But I never remember where I you had ICE agents just come and kicking in um doors and taking people out of their homes. Um we we've talked about this before though. We have we talked about this. We've seen this before. We've said it before, right? We have seen this before. So why are we so surprised? I guess we we never have seen it at this. We've never actually witnessed it ourselves, you know, as citizens of of a country of this country. Anyway, we haven't really, you know, beyond the, the back in the day when um, the KKK and um, the the so-called slave hunters, aka the police, were going around and, and snatching um, African Americans outdoors and off streets, even though they were classified as free. Uh, you know, let's be honest. None of us lived through that. Well, y'all, guess what? We're living through it now. <laughs> how does it feel to make you? How does it feel to see it? Hmm? We often talk about individuals such as Hitler and and Stalin and all them. And man, we've seen this before. Actions that are the same. They are the same. We've seen the game before. But I, I, being, you know, here's the, the interesting thing about this: seeing it and living through it are two different things. <laughs> you know, it, it really is. Now, if you think, I'm going to clarify that, if you think it's just going to stop right there, oh my my my, it's not going to just stop right there. It's going to keep going, and and and, and um. The net is going to get larger. It is. The net is going to get a whole lot larger. And um, there's a lot of individuals going to get caught up in it. And there will be nothing you can do about it. <laughs> hey, let's be honest. The way it's going right now, that's the way it is, it is about to um, go down. It, it really is. Uh you know, and that is the scary part about it. You see it, you know what's about to happen, but the question is, can we stop it? Can we stop it? I didn't say can I stop it, can you stop it, can we stop it? Because believe it or not, it's going to take a a, a, a a large, it's going to take a, 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 a group effort. Just not one person going to be able to stop this nonsense that's going on now. There were also... um. Large protest down in Austin, Texas, um, this this weekend, and uh, in relations to in relationship to um, ICE agents going in snatching people out of out of um, homes and things of that nature, and they were out there protesting. Of course, you know the conservatives in Austin, Texas, 
Um, they're upset because it was led by a Hispanic um, council member. And the mantra or the, the cry was he's inciting hatred and bigotry and uh, he inciting rise and they want him recall. Hmm. <laughs> wow. This is, this is just gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs around here, man. It, it really has. It has gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And, you know, I think the more we sit back and and, and settle into this, this administration, we're going to see a whole lot of things that um, it's going to be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, man. And we're going to see a whole lot more of um, demonstrations. And I myself truly feel that this is not going to be a George Soros-sponsored um Revolution, rebellion, whatever you're going to call it. It's going to be truly the people um, tired of this nonsense. Uh, and, and and once it happens, uh, it's going to be a wonderful thing. <laughs> Woo, look out now. It's going to be a wonderful thing, a wonderful thing. Um, so those are my thoughts on what's been going on this weekend. And, uh, you know, it, it, as I said when I first came on the air, I try hard to get away from some of this stuff because some of this stuff will have you having headaches and 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 just oh man just having a hard time but it seems like it's just something that has to be talked about you know and, and then if you go into the, the 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 corporate world or what have you um it's even flowing through through the um Media, mainstream media, Tamara Hall, you know, after years of being with NBC, has stepped down from NBC uh, because they brought um, Megyn Kelly in. Y'all know who Megyn Kelly is. Yeah, she had that, that run-in with Don, her and Donald, Donald Trump had um, that um, love affair going on. Well, anyway, NBC decided to bring her in and uh, give her the slot that uh, Tamara Hall was um, – co-hosting with um, the, the weather guy, Al Roker, you know, and, and Tamara was like, I don't think I'll, I'm going to settle for this too well. So she walked away from NBC. Now, the, 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 the party line is, you know, she just, you know, she decided to walk away. She, you know, she for better things, but no, 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 that, that, that's not what happened, y'all. Okay, that is not what happened. And I don't blame Tamara. I'm gonna put in all this work for you, and you're gonna bring this this other person in and, and just give her my slot like that? No, no, no. We're not having that. <laughs> we are not having that at all, at all. So you know, she walked away, and, and it's more of it going on. It is more of it going on. But you know, life is such a wonderful thing to where we get to witness all this and if we're not then hopefully we're paying attention hopefully you're paying attention because if you're not paying attention you may just get caught up in the wash (laughs) you get caught up in the wash man you're just out there by yourself you're out there by yourself um Let's see what else I got for you today. I just had to get uh, that just flowed on my brain real fast, you know. Um, Black History Month. So, who we got creating that have have um, invented some things that um, besides the normal folk we usually hear about. 
Uh, let's see, who do we have? Hairbrush, Lydia O. Newman in 1898. Uh, hmm, Ice Cream Scoop, Alfred L. Crail. Uh, the Keychain, Frederick J. Luden in 1894. Um, <laughs> Lubricating Cat, Elijah McCoy, 1895. You know, the clothes dryer. We always use those, don't we? Um, George T. Sampson in 1971. So, you know, black history right there, y'all. Now, here's here's something also I really wanted to bring to um, um, to the forefront because I was watching a, a documentary the other day on um, – who was it? It was um, – let me let me get this right. Let me get this right. Alex Jones. Yes, yeah, Alex Jones. And he was talking about the um, uh shooting up in Connecticut with the kids. Newton. I think that's what it is, Newton killing. And you know, it's amazing how and I got the I see you, Miss Lady. I I see you. I'm gonna get to you. Um it's amazing. It is amazing how the memory of this country is so so Ah, lacking <laughs> that's a good word uh, the lacking memory of this country uh because first it was um the newton newtown newtown connecticut that was the worst mass shooting then it was all of a sudden the place in uh, orlando of course we know they held exercises military exercises there um a couple of weeks before it happened Okay, but they made it seem like it was the great, you know. Nah, 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 nah. But it's a, it's amazing how they forgot the 237 black sharecroppers that were murdered in Arkansas. Mass lynching. How how they not remember that, huh? Of course, it's called selective amnesia. It's selective amnesia, you know. And it's just cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Like I said, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. They're not going to remember it because they don't want to remember it. You know, because they're scared. People start remembering these things and, and going back in, in history and looking and like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, and this younger generation is not playing. You know, they they already, they already. And I think as um some of us as elders, because some of us are at the age to where they look of us as look at, we need to give them some information. We need to share with them our knowledge and our base. You know, so they understand exactly what they're about to get themselves into. Yes, it's going to take some sacrifice. Yes, yes, it's going to take some sacrifice. And it's going to be some hard times. It's going to be some very hard times coming up. Um, but we need to keep pushing, man. We need to keep pushing. You know, encourage our young people to do what they need to do. You know, of course, let's make it legally, okay? Let's make it legally. <laughs> Because I don't want nobody to go back and say, talk to telling people to do just do things. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. All right. Anyway. Oh, I forgot. Um, you want to talk to me, y'all? Call me. 347-838-8622. It's open mic. You got the floor. I'm just talking, throwing some stuff out here real fast. Um, uh, you can email me, Eric Let's Talk at gmail.com and don't forget our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash mr talk all right so those are all the ways you can um be a part of the show um 
I got a few more things, and then I'm going to go ahead and, and open up the phone lines so we can get started and see what's on your mind. Uh, let's see. What else has this man done? Over the weekend, yeah, um, you know, he, he's done a couple of more executive orders. Isn't that fun? A few more executive orders. And um, <laughs> I think these orders that he done put out right now, is going to get, get it's going to have some very serious blowback towards him, um, and maybe his family, and maybe his family. It, it really may. But before I go there, Ted Cruz, y'all, you know the guy who lost credibility with his followers, especially in the state of Texas. Oh, he's back in on the scene again. Now he's saying the Democrats are the party of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's saying. They are the party of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, when you look at this statement, most black people say, whatever, man, go on about your business. But actually, there's some truth in that. There's just a little bit, a little bit of truth in that. You know, before the the, the party switched, uh, you know, Southern Democrats, you know, they were, um, some of them were members of the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, they were. And uh, so it's a little truth in that. However, you know, for him to come out and say that at this time, no, buddy, no, we're not even going there. Um, <laughs> we're not even going there. Of course, um, the feds done granted final construction uh, for the Dakota pipeline. So that's going through. Uh, let's see what else we got going here real fast, real fast. Um his executive order, Trump's executive orders. Now, this is the, the craziest thing. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, the first one is the um, the orders, the executive orders on crime reduction. Okay, designed to restore safety in America. Now, y'all hear this? Designed to restore safety in America. Now, it is quite a coincidence uh, that. He does these uh, executive orders, and all of a sudden, ICE is ICE, ICE. I'm sorry, ICE is going through and knocking and kicking on doors, taking people out of their homes. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, also Jeff Sessions got confirm, you know, got approved last last week, and all of a sudden now he's directing him Sessions to establish a new task force on crime reduction and public safety. Um, he wanted to reduce crime, this crime strategy, participate. Uh, particular, I'm sorry, particularly um, illegal immigration, drug trafficking, and violent crime. Pro, he want him to propose new legislation and submit a report to him within one year. One thing, one year. Okay. Uh, the second one, the second executive order is aimed at combating transnational drug cartels. Increase intelligence to be shared among law enforcement partners. Um, <laughs> He instructs an existing interagency working group to submit a report um, within four months detailing the progress made in combat, combating criminal organizations, recommendations for dismantling them, how to get rid of them, and directed the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security to take all necessary and lawful action to break the back of criminal cartels and, and, our, and those that are destroying the blood of our youth and other people. <laughs> and the third one is um, the, He directed the Justice Department To use existing federal law to prosecute Those who commit crimes against law enforcement So 
<laughs> Look, now he about to step in it, y'all. <laughs> he about to step in it. And, and as my boy Wesley say, somebody's going to have a meeting with him real shortly about messing with them cartels, okay? Uh, they're going to say, um, yeah, you need to back off them a little bit, you know, because uh, they will come and get him. <laughs> Of course, we know the cartel is, and, and Mr. Smith are, are hand in hand. They work together. We know this. We know this. They work together. You know, they give up so much and just to have to allow so much to be moved into the country or what have you. And, and that's whatever he, it, it looks good on paper, okay? It looks good on paper. But we all know that nonsense is not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm sorry. It's not going to work. Um, what's going to happen is we're going to go back to um, gang that that, that gangland um, um, stuff that was going on in the twenties, thirties, and forties. You know, um, where they just get out there and get after you. <laughs> I don't know if he really want to be bothered, want to be messing with them, but we're going to see. We're going to see. I think he's just a bunch of uh, malarkey myself. He's just putting it on paper to make it look good, um, but I don't think he's going to have too much too much teeth to it. Um, and one more thing, I was asked a question, um, and I said I would check on it. So I did check, and and this is about states um, states actually accepting gold as payment. And I found from what I, I looked at real quickly, Oklahoma, Utah, Texas, and Louisiana, all of those individuals have actually proposed bills that would allow. Um, the, the 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 acceptance of gold as legal tender, yes yes yes, and it's under the Constitution, Article One, Section Ten. Yep, and um, and this is just not happened. A lot of them was like in 2014, 2015, and I I seen um Oklahoma, um governor was the only one who actually signed the um a bill into law. Um, I'm still researching the other states, but this is this is a very interesting um, thing that's going on. I mean, you know, all the constitutionalists—they yelling about the constitution, and that's what the constitution actually said. So, there are states are moving toward that, and um, because they're citing the um, the declining value of the fiat dollar. So a lot of them are going, um, they're actually going to back to the Constitution and allowing legal tender of gold and silver. Hmm. Imagine that. So I'll be bringing more on that hopefully here in the next couple of weeks or so as I dig a little deeper into that. But that was an interesting, interesting find there, and I must continue to research it for you, okay? All right. With that being said, I'm done. Uh, I have no more to, to chat about it right now, and um, so I'm opening up the phone lines three four seven eight three. Oh boy, three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Um, open mic Monday. What you got for me? I'm here. I'm ready for you. All right. So talk to me, y'all. Talk to me, and let's get it started with Miss Lady. Let me bring Miss Lady into the conversation. See what she got on her mind this wonderful Monday. Miss Lady, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm driving to the appointment, so I'm just listening. Thank you so much. How are you doing, Mr. Eric? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. You sound good. There's a lightness in your voice. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. What's going on? Nothing. Go so for anyway, it. There's just so many, so much. You, I mean, you brought up a lot of different issues. And, you know, um, one thing, you know, black people have so created and so expensive and unfortunately um, haven't benefited like they should from it. I mean, there should have been all those cats. It should have been. You know, wealth created years ago has been passed on and, 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 you know, amplified. But, of course, that didn't happen. So it's just so much we have done, you know, to advance society, and we have not been compensated appropriately. And I, I know it's just in the trillion. You look at, you know, from slavery, you know, pension, you know, with a patent were given, even to hit mm-hmm. Hannah Lock, you know, by his family last, about her mm-hmm. being excelled. I mean, it's just But anyway, kudos to Cameron Hall. I loved, I watched Cameron Hall and Al Roker. They were in the, I think, the third hour time slot, and it's allegedly they were the highest rated show like that in that time slot. Um, mm-hmm. Increased the viewership, and so to, that was really uh, very demeaning thing. To, uh, to Cameron and Kyle Roker, and I'm really glad she had options. She didn't have to stay and take it, and I understand they tried to uh, offer her an increased salary, even though they were, had moved her. They wanted her to stay, but, but she refused to, to stay. So kudos mm-hmm. to Cameron. She had options. You know, she's dating, or she has been dating in the past. I don't know if she still is, that uh, O'Donnell. I can't think Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, um, for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh-huh. so she's going to be fine. Cameron's going to mm-hmm. get that. She's a great anchor. I know she was on MSNBC. She was a very serious anchor, too. I mean, she had, she was light, you know, in her time slot. That was her, you know, that was her responsibility to kind of be light with Al Roker. But on MSNBC, she also had a time spot. She was um, a more serious anchor, um, right. very talented. So, um, I'm not going to be watching NBC. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are uh, they're going to think that. But it'll be interesting to see what their viewership is going to be like. There are a lot of yeah. people that do like, uh, what's her name, uh, Megan, Reagan, whatever her name is. Yeah, Megan. Um, and so, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the ratings are like. Mm. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, I can't think. Oh, the Super Bowl, I think, was rigged. <laughs> Made no sense. And um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. You know, I, you know, it's, it's good entertainment. It's good entertainment. Yeah, not to be taken seriously. Unfortunately, a lot of people do that heavy on the games, and I don't know why they do that. But mm-hmm. they do. So that's yeah. pretty much all I wanted to say. I can't think. What were the other stuff that you brought up? Or... <laughs> like you said, it was so, so much. You know, we brought up um, Trump's and his um, executive orders and uh, how they forget about that. Well, we talked about the history a little bit. Um. Yeah, the gold, the states accepting gold as payment, uh, just a little bit of everything. 
This is just a little bit of everything. <laughs> you, you know, know sometimes. Uh-huh. Huh? Go ahead. I was listening to a Phil Valentine, because um, I was listening to different things, and he was saying, you know, his last one on YouTube, he was saying, we do not have a dog in this fight. It's the old guard versus the new guard. It's Donald Trump. And he has serious bastards behind the chair, I don't know. And then there's the old guard that was advancing in world order. And so, mm-hmm. um, so stay out of the fight. Um, uh, try and improve your own circumstance, you know, dealing with the reality um, of what's happened. So, and I agree with that. I don't have a dog to fight. Mm. Okay. All right, I, I, but you know what, Miss Lady, and I'm, and I'm gonna say this, then I'm gonna bring uh, Mr. Michigan in because we haven't heard from him in a long time. But um, you know, I don't know if we can actually stay out of the fight this time. You know, we we've been staying out of the fight for so long to we now we we've gotten to a point to where um we we have to. If we don't, I mean, we basically, <laughs> we're already basically at the bottom of the totem pole, but I mean, you know, we really can't stay out of this one any longer. We we can't do it. You know, that's why, why I say, we, say that? if anything, well, we, can, we, can, we can pass our knowledge and information on to the younger generation, to the next generation coming up, so they can pass it on down, and we can formulate some type of um Okay, here's coming. Here comes my my military training battle plan to uh, um, uh, counterattack what's what's really about to happen, you know. But I really personally do not feel that we um, as a people can just sit back and, and take this any longer. I mean, we can't what do position are you going to take? You know, if and and um, I, because there's so much going on, you know what I'm saying. I think we need to focus on ourselves first and help mm-hmm. like, and help ourselves, you know. Before you know, that charity begins at home. You're supposed to support your your own first, and then you have the resources and the energy to help others as well. I think sometimes we focus too much on others and not ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean mm-hmm. to sound selfish, because I'm a very giving person. And I've, you know, done what I can to help numerous people throughout my life. But mm-hmm. at some point, you have to really help yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but isn't but isn't that a part of the the bigger the big picture? You know, yes, I, I agree with you 100. percent But that is a, a part of uh, passing our knowledge and information on to the next generation, so oh, no, we can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not forward. talking about that. I'm not talking about the. Gen- next generation. That's when I'm talking. Oh, you don't understand what I'm. Okay, all this rallying tried between Donald Trump and his his agenda and Clinton and her agenda and her people. You know, I mean, you know. Oh, check out. Oh, God, check out. I was watching a clip. Uh, it was a recent one, and it's a town hall meeting in Utah, okay? There were no black people there. It was overcrowded, overcrowded, and the people are upset screaming at the congressman. Do your job. Do your job. And your last term, your last term, because he's agreeing with getting rid of Obamacare, getting rid of Planned Parenthood, and there were women that stood up and testified about how Planned Parenthood 
help them in terms of getting their, they can have insurance about getting mm-hmm. um, breast cancer uh, testing or genetic, I don't know if it's genetic testing because cancer ran in her family. Somebody else stood up about that. And then the congressman, who was a Republican, started telling his story about how his mother had cancer and his wife. And they started, one man said, shut up.
Um, but no, we, it's time to change all that. It really is. And um, we at, at this time, I think we do we do have uh, enough knowledge and, and to to make some changes. But we we've got to do it together. We just can't do it one and the other, or rely on these so called. Um, let's see, uh, black leaders that that the establishment put up there in front of us and say, oh, they're speaking for you. No, they're not speaking for us. You know, we need to come together and choose our own. If we're going to choose one, or just go as a group, as a whole, you know, and, and make some oh, things yeah. happen that way. I hear it. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. If, if people are listening to work together to change their attitudes and stop being so competitive and obstructionist and envious of each other and be able to work together. And even, you know what, I remember a manager years ago told me, you know, she says, even if they're not ready to hear you, sometimes even just voice what you know is right, give them some advice because they may not get it at that point. They may not be ready to take it in. But later, a light bulb might be triggered and they mm-hmm. might start to understand. Right, right. So, you know, yeah. and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I can remember um, times sitting sitting back and listening to my parents speak to me, and you know, my idea, you know, you, as a child, you're like, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Now, as an adult, I have to sit back and think about that sometimes. I'm like, wow, you know, that was some knowledge being passed to me that I I didn't realize, you know, how important it was until it actually hit me in the face. So I think that's why we 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 must I'm using that word we must you know um begin to educate our our children earlier than you know we were so they will understand and and that includes building wealth you know we we you know and let's be honest this this place here we we call home you know that's all of what it's about basically wealth and wealth so we have to the 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 Pass that knowledge on to our children as well, and 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 not only pass them, but help them and show them how you know to build wealth, so they can pass it on to their generations and so forth and so on, and we can change the the the, the uh, climate of this place we call home. That's just my opinion, of course. <laughs> you know, that's my yeah, opinion. So that's, listen, we have to set the example, you know, so and we have to provide environment that's conducive to learn. And I think that's a lot of the problems because so many black parents are so stressed. You know, they're stressed in terms of family relationships, in terms of finances, in terms of environment in which they live. And that 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 makes it very difficult, you know, to be in a relaxed plane of mind and to be able to learn stuff and pass it on to children. So it's just, it's just a multitude of reasons why um, the situations are like they are, and but we, I think, like we just have to. I mean, I, we just have to continue to do our best, you know, mm-hmm. to do our best to forward. And at this time, just what you can at this time. So yeah. at this time, it not be, you not like be able to do what you like to do, but you do what you can. So. You know, and. And, and you know, you, you mentioned Planned Parenthood, and you know how the ladies were standing up talking about, you know, Planned Parenthood done did this for them, and you know, so forth and so on. Yeah, they have to remember, you know, that, that Planned Parenthood, 
you know, as well as, as that that thing called feminism by what's her name, Margaret Singer, I think that was her name. That wasn't uh-huh. meant to be a good thing. <laughs> you know, it wasn't meant to be a good thing, especially to the African American community. It wasn't. You know, it, it was it was meant to be a way of population control. Uh, to, to oh man, let me calm down. <laughs> I, I got I got chills, y'all. It's interesting, but but you know, it was meant. It was meant to, to, to go ahead and further destroy um, the African American community. I, I do believe that after all my reading and and, and you know discussions that I I, I can see that, um, and I do believe that's that's you know with feminism, um, uh, of what is it, Planned Parenthood and a and um, integration, integration. Those three things I think have done the, the, the most damage to the black community is anything, and of course the, the illusion of inclusion, you know, because we we got that bad. But you as know well. what? I hear, I hear, but so even though some things are meant to be bad, sometimes there are people that were working within that system that tweak it so that good can come out of it. You know, I know people that had mammograms after going. They had chasms. They had health insurance that went back with the Planned Parenthood. They were able to get their mammograms. I know, you know, women have got their past years, you know, to make sure they didn't have uh, cancer going. If they did, they were going to get treated. So there are, they got a lot of education. They got birth control. So it's like, yeah, maybe even if it wasn't and the tension was, was negative, there's still good that came out of it. Because there's going to be people in the world that are going to be towards doing something good. You know, and they're going to work within that, whatever that system. And even there are prosecutors that are, that are in those positions, but they don't necessarily have a drive to throw every black person arrested in prison, right? And they, so they can negotiate. So, and, and mother, so it's like even though you're working within a system, you can still be there and do something you know, there's a, there's a wonderful judge in a San Francisco industry that has been very much for right. He's working within that system, but and it wasn't set up to be necessarily helpful for black people, but he sure has done wonders in terms of these police departments and put them in check. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean... Uh-huh. You know that that that's an interesting thing that you did mention the judges because I while you was talking I was thinking about that judge in Kentucky that um there the last time I heard they had just suspended him but they was trying to get him disbarred because he was throwing out juries because because he was saying the juries were not representative of the the, the clients I mean the, the um the defendants uh, that they, were on trial right you know the black judge yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So, and then there's uh, that one in in the southern state that called uh, a woman a, a, the N word at a restaurant or somewhere, and told I think a white gentleman had given up to give her his seat, and he said, "Don't you know you're not supposed to give your seat to no N?" Yeah, I saw that. So can you imagine what he's like on the bench? <laughs> Are they yeah. gonna try and disbar him? Of course not. No, they are not. I mean, there'll be outrage and everybody will cry, you know, yeah, he shouldn't be on the bench, but then again, it'll go away and he'll be all right. 
you know, and they'll move on. Um, you know, I, I I was listening to you saying about um Planned Parenthood and you know birth control, cancer, mammograms, and all those things. And this is a thought I, I have quite quite often when people start saying disease and I got high blood pressure, I got this, and I have to go back and I have to go back. I'm, I'm you go back and look at at our ancestors, and you say, well, how did they live to be ninety hundred years old and didn't have any of this? You know, how well, they, they weren't being inundated with environmental toxins, pesticides, there you chemicals. Go. There you go. There you go. The air See, was cleaner. They had organic fruits and vegetables. They didn't have to buy organic. They were organic. The, and, the animals were full of hormones. And and that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's part of the information that we need to share. We need to share that. You know, get away from these GMOs and um, the, are you aware that 42.4% um, of abortions were black African-American um, babies? You know, we need to well, get more than likely, uh, that's true, but they couldn't afford, the mothers realized they probably couldn't afford to raise another child as a single mother. And that, mm. that see, this, everything's always interrelated. It doesn't stand alone. Everything is connected to everything else. So I believe there'd be mm-hmm. a far less if those women were married to husbands that had a decent income, that do how to be a father and a husband in a productive way, and who, mm-hmm. uh huh. So there'd be far less. But you know, to expect black women to share the to continue the burden, carrying the burden for for black society is patently unfair, and it's really um, like I say. Black women have been the mule to carry the load for everybody. And, you know, a fat ending can be me. <laughs> stop pointing fingers and blaming black women well, for all the ills of society, okay? Well, now, it's going to be hard to do that within this system. It's going to be hard to do that within this system. We understand that. But some don't even try. Mm-hmm. But they sit back and Or they're busy uh, being obstructionist and uh, being obstructionist and feeling empowered because they're able to bully and, and create problems for black women in their lives so that they can't rise and shine and so they can sit back and feel empowered. That's where they get the sense of empowerment by being bullied and not out there grinding and making it happen for their family. So, I, you know, I just received, uh-huh. I just received I mean, a, a, a text. It's a lot of that. And somehow there's all these attacks on black women on this social media. It's, un- and what, it's just crazy. It makes no sense other than maybe they get paid to be do it. I don't but, know. Now, now, see, and once again, you said it, and you, 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 you I think unconscious, boom, boom unconsciously uh, went back into it. Um, the the, the um, separating and the, the 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 blaming of each other. Because when you said we need to stop that, then you say, well, but then again, they, you know, the well, black women... Well, men always bring up, this was because you bring up abortion. I know it's black men bring that, uh, that argument up a lot. Black women have had all these abortions. And we're tired of hearing that, too. And like I said, black women would pass far less abortions if they had a, a, a working husband who were providing for their families, there'd be a lot less. 
So until that happens, then I think, you know, black men talking about how black women are having these abortions, that, that's kind of like a moot point for a lot of black women. Well, I, I think... Like old, uh, it's I like an old uh, argument that's kind of just, like, it just doesn't have yeah, any teeth in it but, anymore. Because but, that, that is, been, but that is the argument, Ms. Lady, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is the argument that has been brought down and forced upon us by, by the, 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 the system. See, and that is one of the things we have to do as a people is sit down, talk to each other, and realize, look, this is what we need to do. You know, um, you, you, we can't just keep beating up on each other because that's, that's, that's not solving any, anything at all. You know, we just can't do that. You know, and you are, no, you I'm are not absolutely I'm, But you brought up right. the abortion issue, so that's what my response was to that. This is we're really getting tired of hearing, you know, I'm really, seriously. It's like, just get out there and grind <laughs> and do it, okay? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, take yeah, the yeah. Yeah. and yeah. arrows, because black women certainly have been. Y'all supposed to be the warriors, yeah. and, right? And, yeah, you know what, Miss Lady, and I do appreciate um, you giving the, the the black woman's perspective on this thing because I, you know, that's that's part of the, as I mentioned before, that's part of the conversation that we do have to have, and um, um and I wish, and I kind of wish more um, black men and women would sit down and have a constructive uh, conversation without having, you know, getting upset at each other and start calling names or what have you. Just sit down and have a conversation, <laughs> and you'd be surprised as, as at the the the, the um, uh, similar goals that each have, and, and you know, come together and work together to make some things happen. But as long as we we keep um, letting the system push us this way and that way, and, and making it believe that we are going to, um, um, we you know, we're against each other, you know, we we can't do that. And this is part of part of what I was saying earlier. You know, this is now's the time we need to start passing this type of information on to our younger generations because they're the ones that that, that, that are responsible for bringing new generations in to keep the the, 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 the um, our culture and heritage going. So, but in order for that to happen, we need to pass this information on to them. But let me bring Wesley in because he's been waiting patiently. So let me bring him in because he know he loves to talk to you. What's going on, Wesley? Y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you fine, y'all. We hear you fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate what you said about how, how much pain black women are going through. But look, I got a question for you, Miss Lady and Mr. Talk, and anybody else want to join in. Okay, being that, okay, if a black man. Okay, uh, this sister got some church, and, and two or three other uh, black women got church. Would y'all be willing to accept one black man and two or three women? Oh, God, no. See that? <laughs> wait a minute, wait uh-uh. <laughs> is, he, is he talking about, what is it, where you, what, there's one man with multiple women and children? If, if that's what it is, is you church? To make these boys pull their pants up and respect y'all, okay? If you you just no, said black men gonna, need to step up, then Aaron, you not just said black men need to step up. Did you just say that? Yeah, that's what yeah, you said. Yeah, but then okay, so if there's a short supply of black men that can step up, then the issue is for me why is that and what can be done to minimize that so that there's why is did you say no, did you just say why is it? 
You know, besides besides prison and and being shot to death and you know what the, the, the you know killing, you say why is there a short of men? I mean that, that that's pretty much right there. So then, then there needs to be a gender put in place to prevent that, and that's going to take men men doing that more than I think stepping up to prevent that. But so if you had a, a child and, and uh, the, the the husband's biological father stepped off. And he disappeared, and and to stop your children from from running wild, running them up, and another guy stepped up with that father figure to take care, of, uh, raise your, help you raise your children, and he got another woman on the side, uh, and helping raise their children. What would you do? Would you get your children? No, them up? no, uh, uh-uh, uh, because I'm gonna have my brother or my father or some other uh, platonic male figure step in for that role. I, I mean, I just don't feel a need to share a man that way. You know, not knowingly. Now, if men want to fool around and whatever, and have chicks on the side, that's, that's on them. But no, I'm, I don't need to do that. I'm real clear about well, it. Well, that might be the, a viable solution. Uh, what you call that? Polygamy. That might be the viable solution. Not, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> Not for oh me. Because see, when a real polygamous relationship, that man has to have enough resources. See, the the women shouldn't be doing all the work, and the man comes here this week and there that week. Uh uh-uh. uh The women, he should be providing homes for those families. He should be able, and they're not going to be able to do that financially. So to me, it's a moot point. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Well, that's what the president see, of the United the... States got about uh, two or three wives and about four or five children. <laughs> he take care of all of them. Okay, that's him. And look at him. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think I, I, I missed the turn here. I really did. Uh... Me too. I'm not really <laughs> understanding that. Mm. Okay, the term, the term is she kept saying uh, black men need to step up. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what that's that what the whole conversation to led to. That doesn't mean they need to step up into polygamy. Well, just take that polygamy word out of it. A black man step up. If he can afford to raise two or three families, they're doing it anyway. All right? They're doing it anyway, so you might as well just say, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this, man. We're at we a critical, critical point now in America, man. This dude talking about sending the National Guard and uh, Marines through these uh, neighborhoods. Oh, they going to do that. Cause even Donald Trump said, well, Chicago better get it together. Uh, we're coming in there. And, you know, and, uh, they say that the climate actually rate has gone down. But they're into this law and order now. This is just a plan. This has all been planned long ago, okay? Long <laughs> ago it's been planned. That's right, because Donald Trump is, is a nationalist, and Hillary Clinton was a globalist, see? And he is a, a national populist, but it's all good. Like you said, I agree with you. Uh, we don't have no dog in the fight, because they, they really self-destructed. Because all around uh, in Georgia, they had a dog on town meeting with some Republican uh, senators, and the people rose up and, and about their health care, and the Republican senators didn't show up. Because the people are bad. We call that a, a reverse effect on what Obama did. See, Obama tricked a lot of black people. Donald Trump will trick a lot of white people. Am I here already? No, this couldn't be. I'm sorry. Um, Where you going, Miss Lady? You see a man take some money, you're going to skin him. 
What what you say? I say what appointment you had to go to. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's my you know work related, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm not into polygamy. I, I see, no, no, because then again, the women that are going to be asked to bury a lot of the burdens of and the emotional burden of that, and they're still going to be working and they're still going to be raising kids. I don't see the benefit. The benefit is saving these children. Okay, like no, I said, there, there could be another way to save the children. <laughs> okay, what, 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 what's your, what's your idea? How would you go? <laughs> yeah, what would be another way then? What would be another way to yeah. save the children? Well, men could develop organizations. Um, you know, the ones that are upstanding men that have advice to offer, time and energy to offer these children. And they can have programs for these uh, boys and take them in. They can have. Like Dr. Boyce Watkins has his finance academy where he's teaching about how to uh, become wealthy, you know, about investing, about the stock market and that kind of thing, real estate. They could do that. They could take these boys on field trips. They could uh, take these boys out showing them how to camp and fish and and, uh, swim and play tennis and play golf. That's what they're doing. You know how to – they could take them even, you know – have a program where they take them out of the country, you know, that expose them to other cultures. They could do a whole lot, but, you know, uh, they could, you know, be like the black big brothers for these children that need father figures. It doesn't necessarily mean there has to be a polygamous situation. Okay, who's going to show these girls how to cook? Half of them don't even know how to boil water. No, because they're being, and there's a lot of, that's like, uh, just not black women, because this is like the sign of the times. When you have women out commuting in heavy traffic, working 9, 10, 11, 12-hour days, some working double shifts, going from one job to another, you can't expect her to cook. You can't expect her to do it all. Like I said, the time for black women being used is over. That's yeah, but see, you want to talk about what the black man got to do for the black boy, but then when it's time for the black woman to do something for the black girl, you making all kinds of excuses. I'm not making excuses. What I'm saying is, and I don't want to get into, uh, you know, you know, a conflicting argument, and I'm not going to. No, man, we have enough to conversation. But I learned a long no, time it's not ago. about making excuses, so. Bottom line is, if you don't stop expecting women to carry the full load and do it all, if you go, to, if you don't want somebody to be out working and bringing in the in the bacon and being out in traffic and dealing with the, all the issues at the work site, which may not be very nice and supportive of that woman, you can you can't expect her to come home and be Mrs. Cleaver. That's just not logical. So, so basically, what you're saying is the. Uh... And I know, and you know what? Black women right. have done enough. We have right. done okay. enough. Right, okay, you see, that's okay. what you're saying, right? We have done enough. And I'm ta- what I'm saying is the women should do for these black boys, start focusing on what black men should do to improve the thinking and behavior of these black boys. And I agree. women can do I the agree. same, for, and they need to do it for their daughters as well. Because a lot of these. This acting out from these girls is due to not having a father in their life. I agree, because see them black boys, they they raised, raised by y'all women, and they're acting all emotional, 
They don't have no critical logical thinking. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's the whole problem man. with everybody. Right. That's the whole they're, problem they're with everybody. And I found black men, adult men, are highly emotional. Oh I my agree, God! They're they're like emotional man than the women. It's like, what happened to you? Screaming and yelling real man, and arguing and. Damn, the next yeah, you real, I can't hand you a Kleenex, you're going to cry? That's it's the like, whole deal. That's the whole plan. That's the effeminization of America. That's what they're doing. Yeah. These boys uh, walking around with these tight pants on, these tight jeans on, and, and, and walking around acting like women, man. Look at that car. What's that rap boy name? Lil Dwayne. Okay, with this effeminate, that's all by design, man. Well, I think it's a lot of the hormones in the... Um, yeah, and the food. And the food. Uh-huh. Because what we eat, when you eat meat, you eat all female animals. Okay, chicken is female, cow is female. And then that's all the estrogen is going into the men and making them act like women. See? Okay. All right. Let's 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 bring a, another call in and see if we can't get another point of view. Because uh, right now we, we kind of at one and one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me welcome Andrew. You can put us in the green room. Right. No, not gonna put y'all in the green room. All right. <laughs> welcome to the show, Andrew. How are you today? Hey, uh, I, I don't know, man. I think I'm still trying to find my sanity. Uh, maybe I'll <laughs> okay. let you guys know when I find it. You know, um, but that's normal. I think if you're not insane in this world, then uh, you know, then you might have problems because mm-hmm. we don't live in a very sane world. Uh, I like what the lady said though A very clever lady Because you know she said I think that they've planned this for a long time And that tells me that that lady I don't know what her name is I just tuned in uh, in the middle of the show But it sounds like you know you, You've done some deep thinking Or you've done some deep research Into the way things really work Oh thank you yes I, I try and learn You know, Well I don't try yes I uh... I read a lot. I listen to different uh, clips, and, and um, you know, I've had some life experiences. So, thank you very much. No, no problem. It, it, it. I think it. You've hit. You've hit it right there on on what is actually going on, because we're kind of living in a hybrid of 1984 and Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, because you know you've got all the indulgent pleasures out there. Even the food, it makes us lethargic. You know, you eat a lot of, uh, you know, everything. Everything's weaponized. I mean, you eat a lot of junk food. Everybody, every day, we eat some kind of junk food. And, uh, you know, it has an effect on us, all the sugar and everything. We get sluggish. We can't think clearly. Um, so so that's happening. That's the Aldous Huxley side of it. And then, they, oh, you're really feeling bad. You know, take some antidepressants. This will really calm you down. Now, by the time you're on your, like, third antidepressant pill, you don't even think about worrying about what's going on, you know. And then at the same time, 1984, George Orwell, you know, you've got the military. You've got, we've got to be, beef up the military, you know, to protect ourselves <laughs> from ourselves. I don't know. Yeah, so on the one hand, you mentioned the effeminization of men. And then on the other hand, you've got the military, and they're like, yeah. How can we get some more testosterone pills for these guys? How can we how can we beef them up to the more? Uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's quite bizarre because really we're stuck in a scientific and uh, chemical and biological and mental dictatorship. Anyway, 
Oh, yes, absolutely. I was listening to a clip by Mark Anaheim, and he's a ex-commissioned, he was in the Marines, a commissioned officer, and he worked with the LAPD, and he's stating now, I don't know if it's true, that the plan is to divide the country up into five different regions. They already got divided up. It's already divided up. Yeah. It's the fourth world. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about that, but there's actually a um, a concept. Well, I think it was Bertrand Russell or one of those guys that came up with, um, I think it was first, second, and third world. But what they didn't tell you about was the, first, uh, was the, was the fourth world. And the fourth world, uh, depending on how you look at it, because some people have different interpretations, but it's actually the, uh, the mental world, the, uh, the ideology, the world of ideologies which includes the Internet now, is a big part of the fourth world. So the first world, second world, and third world were the different uh, levels of development that each country would have. And then the fourth world was the uh, focus on the, the, the world that we cannot see, the mental world. I read that somewhere. I don't know uh, if I'll be able to find it again. Yes. That's interesting. I'll have to look for that, the fourth world. It's the mental so world. Think, where so you, do you think polygamy would be a good uh, idea? Well, it actually says here, uh, sorry, I'm just uh, coming back to the uh, subpopulation thing. It says here it's an extension of the third world to refer to subpopulation. But now I think what I was reading in this other article uh, you see, it's it's um, you've got like they're dividing people up. So, for example, your thought process: if you're a subpopulation in a first world country, you're still part of the third world because of your living conditions. So, you know, people that are looking at the sociological aspects of society, they don't miss much. I mean, if you're paid full time to uh, be a team that figures these things out, you know, they don't they don't miss much. They come up with a lot of these things. So what, what you were referring to about subgroups, I'm looking at it on Wikipedia here, fourth world subpopulations. It's it's true they do divide people, or they meaning, you know, people that are economists or whatever. They they group different people, they group people into different areas and so forth on different levels of understanding about who those people are, based on their energy, uh, their outputs. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's why that pyramid uh, of feudalism then and now, if they keep the people at the bottom arguing, like me and you and Miss Lady arguing amongst ourselves, then we can't really see who the real enemy is. See, that's that game by the controllers. Well, I mean, I was speaking to uh, – sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's that's a very good point. And, um, you know, I'm listening, but but the the, – the bottom line is, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? We know what the issues are, correct? We, 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 we state the issues all the time. But what are some of the mm. solutions we can do to fix it? Well, I think, look, I mean, the problem is that everything's so sophisticated now. So even now, right now, while we're chatting on Blog Talk Radio, <laughs> that, I mean, if you, can, if you can afford to pay, you know, 300,000 think tanks <laughs> or whatever it is, uh, to be able to monitor all of this stuff, especially when you're talking about talk radio that's free and open for anybody that's 
an aware activist or somebody that just likes to think about these things to call in and speak about it. You know, this is the thing. If you're putting it out on YouTube or you're putting it on a blog talk radio, oh, yeah, no, we should all get together and do this. And they just write that down in their little book, of, like metaphorically speaking, write it down on, or type it onto their computer and do a little report. Okay, if they did this, then what would we do next? What would we do next? And who would we need to put in place to be able to counteract that? Because we could see that that could be a threat to the establishment in these ways. And what do you guys think? What, do you, what, is, your de- what is your data showing you over there uh, on the other side of the country? <laughs> That's the problem. That see, the doing. answer is, Eric, to your question, See, everybody looking without. The answer is within. If you, know, you See, I studied the art of war, man. And the number one enemy in the art of war is, for me, is myself. Once I learn how to control the enemy that's inside me, then the whole world is my oyster, man. Once I know how to keep myself under control, where I don't let my inner demons take over, where I go out here and do something stupid to myself or somebody else, you know, once people, everybody realize, man, Okay, we really in the day of judgment right now. People talking about the Bible say the judgment day. Every day you wake up in the morning in the mirror, it's up to you. You thank God and say, well, God woke me up. It's up to me not to do nothing stupid. We are really in the day of judgment, each one of us. Okay, you judge. it's called the conscience. All right? Once you know what the conscience is, the universe of God gave every one of us one of them. And once you realize, okay, I know it's not not good for me to go out there to hate on my sister, hate my brother, fight my sister, fight my brother, okay? That's once I turn, uh, uh, know how to control the enemy within, and everybody realize that, then the world will be a better place. Then we won't be fighting against ourselves. Because once I know how to control me, then I know I won't get mad at you. I know how to control myself. Like I said, it's a three-minute rule. If you know you're getting in con- conflict with somebody and the, and the, the, uh, 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 the conversation is going off track, like Miss Lady said, she didn't want to uh, heat it up. She know what the deal is. She know how to uh, tame, uh, what's that, tame your tongue. Everybody got to learn how to tame their tongue. Once you learn how to tame your tongue, then uh, if somebody make you mad, they control you. Because the person you mad at, they don't feel nothing, man. If I get mad with one of y'all, and I'm and get, go to cussing like that dude Sarge do all the time. We don't feel that. Oh, he 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 making himself sick, man. And once we real, everybody realize that, man, that we in the day of judgment, and stuff will start happening, then, man. Hmm. Stuff will start happening, then. Well, okay. you know what? There be energy vampires when they do that. That's you know right. Yeah, and you can recognize it. I'm not going to you all that yeah when it's screaming. You smart, Miss you Lady. You're very smart. I need, need to talk to you in the green room or something. You got some knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, what okay. do you think about the uh, What do you think about the fact that there is all this intelligence gathering going on? So, like, you can say, "Well, this is what I think the solution is," but this is what bugs me, right? Like, we're at a point where you've got people like Linda Rothschild saying you know, maybe we should try to create a system where there's a little bit more equality in the world. I mean, it all sounds very good as to whether or not that's actually going to happen is questionable. But, um, but you know, the, the, the commentary is going out. And 
you know, is it that the elites are starting to realize that the, you know, if the world goes into total utter chaos, the projections are that this is not going to be really all that good for everybody, even then? That's what they want, man. It? They're trying to throw the world in chaos. That's what they exactly well, the trying question? to do, man. Uh, this is the question. It's like, who is the they? Because it's so difficult and elusive to figure it out. I the controllers, you, every day you look at the news on television, when they start bumping them guns about their lies, about some doggone Muslim terrorist man, created boogeyman. That's what this country, the controllers do. They create the problem, they come up with a solution. Okay? It used to be communism, Castro, the black man, now it's the Muslim man. See what I'm saying? And they're the main mm-hmm. one of the problem, man. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's who are the base. Well, every time you turn on the television news, when you look at that Lester Hope, uh, that Scott Pelley, or the other dude on ABC, them the controllers, man. Every day at six o'clock, the controllers, them the one that's mm-hmm. doing this, man. But like, when you speak about, I mean, oh, I could go into it, but I feel so frustrated that there's so little time on the. Uh, we've got like one hour on this show, so to try and actually speak about the solutions and actually try and get anywhere, I mean, first of all, you don't know who you're talking to. Like when we try to reach out on the internet, there's mm-hmm. a certain level of anonymity, right? So now the yeah. first problem is it's not people in your own area that you've known for years that you can necessarily trust. Even if you try to connect with people, you don't know what their agenda is because everyone's so segmented. Right. You don't have any tribes anymore. Uh, tribalism is not necessarily a bad thing. Like for some tribes that I can think of in the world, they were still fighting between tribes, but you don't have tribalism anymore. You have uh, like collective competition. <laughs> for the for the Uncle Tom position. <laughs> wow. That's what capitalism do. Create a competition. That's capitalism. All right. And once we realize the game, the controller's lost. Man, you, I learned how to play the game and don't let the game play me. And pray tell and like how you, you do that. Uh, say what, Eric? How you do that? How do you do that? Uh, how you do that? You just raise your vibration to straight up love. Well, because look, Bill Gates. I'm talking about not enough people. Uh, too many people. That lie they tell it, right? Okay. Do you do that? Just like saying, okay, it's too many people on the planet, but the birds eat all the animals eat. Okay, so it's all God put on the planet. It's enough uh, 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 elements to sustain them. These fools are spraying chemtrails, killing all the killing all the plants, killing Monsanto, killing all the bees with this false manufactured food shortage, so they can create chaos, man. Okay, so I I advise all y'all. It's getting to be springtime, and you down there in Florida, uh, grow you some tomatoes or something, man. Put you some greens in the ground. I mean, it's always a solution to to any problem because the way I look at it, whatever God mm-hmm. brought me to, the answer gonna come. God gonna. All right, all right. Thanks, Wes, yeah, for that. Know. Let me bring, let let me bring um another call in. Let me bring Sister Ngoni into the conversation. All right, welcome to the show, Sister Ngoni. How are you today? Thank you, Mister Talk, and greetings, everyone. Yeah. I, I just had a question for uh, your guest that was um, speaking about 
uh, he said that there wasn't any tribalism anymore. Mm-hmm. And I would like to ask him, what does he call what we just witnessed uh, with the uh, Trump um, election? Wouldn't you call that white nationalism, which is the same thing not, as tribalism? I'm not referring. Yeah. I'm not referring. I'm not referring to the collective, like Luke Gustave Le Bon's the crowd. Okay, I'm not, I'm not referring to the crowd. And what I was trying to say was, I was, I was in my mind, what I was re- referring to was, when you think about people that live in their own uh, geographical location, with their own village, with their own resources, and they're not hurting anybody else, and they're saying, okay, we won't come over and hurt you as long as you don't come and hurt us. That's kind of tribe, tribes, tribes living in their own little space. That's, you know, separate. Like uh, the closest that you could get to it today is Iceland. That's a tribe of about 3,000 people. But to be a tribe, it, it's not like a, it's not a country. It's not a, it's not a city. It is a it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a small tribe. Like, you know, I suppose you could say clans and tribes can get pretty big, but that's the thing though. They actually, I think by definition, were smaller and that's the thing. You're looking at about ten, twenty thousand people, maybe. And um, I'm not saying that collective groupthink doesn't does not occur, but I don't think that those people actually know each other like a tribe. You know, I don't think that they all get together and speak to each other every day, because you, it's, it's research has been done that shows that you can only have about a maximum of around 150 to 200 real friends that you can actually communicate with. So if you're in a tribe, everybody knows each other. I'm talking about like the African model of tribe or the old, um, you know, like in ancient Gaul or like the Vikings where they would have a tribe. And, you know, generally speaking, everybody would know everybody else. That's what I'm thinking about when I say tribe. Okay, well, thank you very much for that feedback. But, you know, um, I think today in modern times, we can apply the idea of a tribe and say that white nationalism that we just witnessed is the same thing. Um, you know, because, see, I, you're making statements about, uh, you know, uh, the, the subpopulations and their think tanks, and the reality has been turned upside down. The reality is the very people that you're calling subpopulations are the majority of population on this planet and always have been. It's the subpopulation that's controlling everyone else, and when we recognize that because we've been brainwashed to believe that we are sub, which means less than, but we are not. So when we, like Brother Wesley was saying, uh, come into our inner knowing and understand who we really are and what our power really is, then we won't have to act in the way that we've been conditioned to act as though we were less than someone else. There's no sub-population. There's a minority population on this planet that for the last few thousand years has been running and dominating everything, and their time is up. Uh, All... Uh, nations that rise as uh, controllers of the planet last for a certain time, and then they wane, and then the power moves to someone else. And right now, Western power is diminished in the world. At one time, it's a shame, because at one time, the populations of the world looked up to the Western uh, societies as leaders, uh, good leaders of the world. But now they've been exposed, their corruption has been exposed to the whole world, and their time is up. So that's what the real reality is. So we don't have to pretend anymore and go by their definitions to define who we are and what we can do and how we can be in the world. Regardless of the conditions we find ourselves now, we have the power to change those. And that's what I wanted to share. Thank you for taking my You're right. You're absolutely right. That's why you look up now and you see them chemtrails spraying everywhere. 
all right? Because they're trying to block the sun. That's what they're trying to do, the whole deal. These people of darkness don't like the sunlight because the sun is awakening, all right? People don't wake up when, when, when it get dark. They wake up when the sun come out, man. They're trying to block the sun so they can keep people dumb and stupid in the dark. You know, um, I was I was listening and, and I heard the tribal and I heard the um, what Andrew said was the definition of it. And I, I'm um, I'm sorry, I'm, I may be a little slow here, but y'all can help me out. Um, didn't we have that at one time in our own black, black communities to where we had our own? Um, didn't we have that at one time? It may not have been called tribal, but we were there. We knew everybody in the community. Everybody knew the kids growing up. And it, the village raised the kids. You know, each other looked out for each other. Uh, now, this was pre-integration, um, of course, for right. the most part. Um, so did we have that at one time? And let's logically think, will we ever be able to get back to that, that um, lifestyle at all? And I'm basically yeah, speaking as the um, African American community here. Yeah, we, we get back to it, man. Now. You think so? I believe so. I believe we don't have to. We ain't got no choice, man. We either eat, we either eat together and break bread together, or starve separately. Simple as that. So you know, yeah. Sorry, man. Is it all right if I jump in quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um. You know, one of the things that really bugs me is that, you know, as, as human beings, we, we're we mammals. You know, we, we have flesh and, flesh and blood. So we don't like seeing other mammals instinctively. We don't like seeing other mammals get killed by default. However, um, you I'll know, take it, that it, back, it seems, man. How many black men got a lynch, man? Okay? That right there is some bull, bull sugar that you just said, man. Okay, go back in history. Look at the lynches, man. I, I, on a Sunday on a picnic, they had lynches, man, with, with white people around and watch one black man get lynched on a picnic every Sunday, man. So right, what you say is uh, don't have no credibility, brother. Uh, I, I say by default. So in other words, when you're born, okay, and you start to grow up, if you don't get in, if you don't get inculturated into a society that is warlike or you know, it's it's been shown that this happens. You know, somebody grows up in a certain kind of environment. That's the thing, nature versus nature. We can speak about that argument for a long time. It's the ongoing debate. But uh, but that's my my take on it is that by in general, uh, you know, people don't like to see other people getting killed. That's my take on it. Um, You're wrong again, man. You look at I look at this as a white race alone when they was burning witches at the stake, man, because a woman yeah. spoke her mind. Y'all called her a witch. Okay. Well, you must be right, because I don't have any more energy to argue with you on that. So I'll just concede and say, okay, you're right. Because <laughs> look at, no. you can look at this. Go, go ahead, Wesley, go ahead. You look at boxing, man. People like to see boxing, man. People like to see car wrecks, man. Okay? You see a wreck on the interstate, everybody start rubbing neck and want to see blood, man. Look at every television show you see. Some kind of police story about somebody getting shot, man. Okay. Okay. Well, then you've converted me. Then you've converted me. So let's okay. Let's say that you're right. That means that I should like go and figure out how I can become the most ruthless person that I can possibly become, 
to ensure that I'm going to be number one. That, and I'm going hey, to join the most brother. ruthless route that I you, can you, find. What you wanted to do, man. No, but you're saying that that's human nature, right? So if that if if you're saying that that's human nature, then I have to take into account that that's what's happening in general because that's human nature. So I, the most logical decision for me to make is to go and get involved with like the Rockefellers and the Gates Foundation and actually start, you know, making sure I kill people off so that I can be number one and also have my color team. You coming at it the wrong way. It's up to you what you want to do. If you see something wrong, yeah, then you're going, to, you're going to perpetuate and join in? Or you trying but you to stop just told it? me that that's, the human, that's what human beings are like. So yeah, that's, that's, what some, being... that's, that's what mankind do. Not man. That's what mankind do. The real man is not up to that. It's up to what, that's what mankind created, bro. That's what Nagoma just told you uh, uh, what's going on, man, on the whole planet. And the planet is tired of this killing and murdering and, and all this butchering of people and, and but animals. But right? it, Because, like, like mm-hmm. you just mentioned, you just said, you just said, like, people want to see more of that. You, but based on your, I mean, I didn't used to think that, but maybe you're right. I'm saying, okay, I think you're maybe, I, I don't have energy to be the good person maybe anymore, so I need to take the easy road instead. Like, go and join, you know, the Royal Institute of International Affairs and get in on the, uh, you know, working with the uh, powers that be to create and foment false revolution, maybe that's what a person needs to go and do because then at least you've got allies. No, see, now, see, now you got, like I said, you sound like one of control by telling what a person needs to do. I said a person no, needs to know how to control how it. it. I'm telling you how, what's going on, man. I ain't telling you what I need to do or what you need to do. I already said if once a person knows how to tame their own energy, and know that we about love from the most high y'all. Okay? That's the only way to stop this, man. That's what I said. So don't try to put words in my mouth that what I say the person need to do. I, the, the question okay, was I from Eric was, what's the solution? I said, that, I said that people, I don't think that people started out that way. And you said, no, no, people, people are ruthless. I'm talking about the controllers, brother. All these wars, manufactured wars, going picking somebody's stuff, all surreal law, uh, imperialism. The way they came over here out of England, uh, these criminals that got kicked out of England came to Georgia and started killing and raping and prison, uh, pillaging the land, the people, and the resources. That's what the, the whole problem of the planet is right now, brother. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you, you know, you know what they, the people consider a god: gold, oil, and drugs, man. That's what Donald Trump bought: gold, oil, and drugs. That's their <laughs> god. Mm-mm-mm. Gold, oil, and drugs. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Hmm. So what do you do when you're uh, what do you do when you're uh, like okay here's the problem like if we could call it the prisoner's dilemma right but it's uh, it's like you're stuck in a situation and you know that if you sell your friend out or your friends then you're going to get a immunity or whatever now I use that as a metaphor now you you're in a situation where you know what's going on right but you go to everybody and you're like, well, we should do this and we should do this and we should try this. And, hey, guys, look what's going on. Everyone says to you in general, 
no, man, listen, man, we've got too many other problems. We don't really care. It's like, no, but if you do this and this, it'll solve your problem. They start hating you. They start saying to you, man, you're so full of crap. You know, just just leave us alone, man. We don't want to have to worry about all these problems and everything. And it, it's just like, man, we're trying to just live our lives. Leave us alone, man. We don't care. And then eventually, you've got all this knowledge, right? And then you get to the one guy or person or whoever it is that says to you, oh, no, yeah, you know, we're a think tank or we're the... Uh, you know, we see that you might have leadership capability. You know, well, listen, we'll give you a nice life. We'll set you up. This is just the way that the world is. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that your family's taken care of. But, uh, you know, just stick with us. And uh, don't worry about those people. They're stupid. They're just like cattle. They're dumb. And you're like, actually, but wait, I did try to warn everybody. And I did put like 20 years of my life into trying to warn everybody and help everybody. And they said to me, no, we don't, either we don't like you because we don't like the color of your skin we don't like you because we don't like the way that you speak. We don't like you because, well, you know, uh, we just don't, we don't care about you. We, we're not interested in having to deal with complex things. We just want to relax and drink, you know, wine or whatever. And we just want to, we just want to relax because we don't care. And then the person comes along to you that says, but we do care because we see your potential. But just work for us and don't worry about the majority of the people. What do you do? Hmm. Now that's a good question. That that is an outstanding question, Andrew. What do we oh, do? Welcome to my world. That, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, um, that, was, any, that was very. That was that was very. Um, it was very blasé. But I have thought about this a lot, and it, it really freaks me out because it's enough to drive a person crazy. I mean, everyone's actually in that situation. Everyone is. That's why I say that, whether they realize it or not. No, not really. When you realize that you don't control anyone other than yourself, like Brother Wesley said, and that you have everything you need within yourself to change yourself, which then impacts the environment you're in. So that's where our power is. So we can continue to focus on what some other folks are doing and have done, but because they're immoral and they are killing people unjustly, they're going to reap what they sow. That's universal law. Excuse me, I'm not finished. I didn't interrupt you. So we can focus on what they're doing. We should be aware of what they're doing, and we are very aware. However, now, like Brother Wesley said, it's time for us to go inside where our power is to change the world because their time is over. You keep talking about this we and they, it's, they're finished. I'm complete. Okay, but like that's the that's just world hypothesis. That's the idea that bad things you know, people do bad things and then they will get their comeuppance or that good thing. I mean, bad things don't happen to good people, but that's not the case. Well, that's, that's not my not hypothesis. That's the way you, pers- that's the way you interpreted it. And, and it's no different than the one that you're projecting. You're projecting hopelessness and we're not hopeless people. You see, we're the first people of the earth and we'll be here forever. We've already been here forever. So little brother is getting ready to get his just desserts for what he has done, just like we had to pay for the mistakes and wrong things when we were on top and in power that we did. It moves around the globe, and now it's moving away from the west and to the east. That's okay, the way so, it goes. So what you're saying is that I need to like join up with the east because the east is going to be the, the next spot that's going to be on top, so I need to get with that program? I'm going to have to refer the same thing Brother Wesley said to you. Please don't put words in my mouth. If you have a question, I'd be glad to answer it. But no, I didn't say that. Okay. Like she said, everything is cyclical, man. Everything is cyclical. Like the weather. (laughs) Everything is a vibration 
up, down, around, man. Okay, every every everything got a season. Okay, you got winter, summer, and and, and fall, and vice versa. Okay, everybody on top can't be on top forever. Okay, and people at the bottom can't be bottom. So it is what it is. Like she said, man, it's a new day, a new awakening. The last trumpet is sounded. That's what in the White House books say. The last trumpet sound. There you go. The last trumpet sitting up there in Pennsylvania Avenue, honking his horn. Okay, um, let me bring um, another call in, um, Brother Patar out of Philadelphia. Yeah. All right, Brother Patar, welcome to the show, sir. What you got? Oh yes, today? welcome. Yeah, I'm just listening to you know what's being said. I, I think I'm pretty familiar with you. You're following my page of the uh, Philadelphia Revolutionary Telecast on Blog Talk. Mm-hmm. I think you're following my page. Uh, I think you know me pretty much. Pretty much past one. Because you're a follower, yeah. And I wanted to call over because I never got a, got the time to really hear your program of going through and uh, really inspiring, you know, and just listening to everything, you know. Um, you know, I mean, the, the system is on point, you know. Um, and I, I do see, uh, you know, where you have white nations and stuff like that, some whites, you know, trying to, um, you know, connect and stuff like that with, with some of the blacks. But, you know, I mean, how I really look at it is uh, you're dealing with a tribalism situation. And I feel that that has been uh, the, the vision uh, of many people is really taking care of their own. Um, a, a lot of times you might see other groups come together and, and black people and stuff like that and, and other Asians and Arabs. You see other groups, but when it comes down to the money, if you ever notice that, uh, money or resources, the whole game switches up. The whole thing kind of changes up. I mean, the same thing like with this immigration thing. You know how how uh, these programs that was uh, placed the minority programs are supposed to have been for black people over here in America. Black folks are supposed to be supposed to be receiving all these small business loans and every like these uh, the the Asians, the Arabs, these other groups. Uh, black folks are supposed to be receiving those benefits because black people put this country together. So. You know, to me, I just look at it as black people are alone over here in the U.S. And I know some people may disagree with that. And every you have other groups who have black folks fight their problems, but uh, uh, they don't assist us. So me, and when you have a few whites, I don't think that's enough. Even though you do have some nice white folks, uh, I don't see that being. I don't see the good ones going over to the bad ones, telling them to stop the brutality. And, and and their mistreatment of the black Americans here. Now, of course, you have bad relations too uh, among black Americans. So I'm not trying to say that don't exist, but I'm just saying it just seems like black folk is left. You know, everybody uses the black race over here for what they need, and then you know when it's convenient for them to slip out, uh, we don't know you anymore. It's just what the uh, the Hispanic and um and uh, some of the uh, the Mexican nations. The same with them. I've, I've experienced this in Philadelphia and other states, where uh, whenever they want benefits or social programs from the government, they run over and say they're part of the black cause, you know. And then once they get where they have to be, they say bye bye. So I just wanted to mention that um, what you know what the sister was saying. You know, they, they, there is no kumaya. Mm. There is no kumaya. And when it comes <laughs> down to the money, 
or when it comes down to the money and resource, and again, you will see people of all nations hold hands. You will see that. But I'm telling you, when it comes down to the money, uh, certain uh, beneficial programs, you're going to see people start going for self. And that's when you're going to realize tribalism is very real. I know people don't believe it. I'm telling you. It's the same thing with your family. You don't take nobody else's family over your own, right? And you don't expect nobody else to do that. So then why do we expect these other groups to basically black folk, I feel like we get a part-time friendship. We don't I get agree, a full-time man. friendship, you know? You know, so, so I, I'm very, I'm happy to see the immigrants leave the country, and I don't believe in kumbaya, brothers. You know, like I said, I see other races with smiles, but they, it's not enough for me. They, they I agree, support. man. Yes, sir. They don't support. And again, wait a minute. It's not hatred either. I want to make sure I'm making. It's not hating other races of people. It's recognizing that other races of people are not serving your interests. It's like an abusive woman relationship. She loves a man, but he beats her and gives her flowers. And if the woman hmm. never wakes up to realize, he don't love her because he's abusing her. Right. Physically right. and mentally, he's destroying that woman. So how does he love her? Well, that's the situation black folk are in in this country, an abusive uh, relationship. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, uh, yeah. I I never really considered it like that, but dang. That's, <laughs> that's You're right, man. You're right. Yeah. Right wow. All right. Thank you, Brother Patar. You know, that's what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about right there. All right, let me bring on Brother Shakur in. He's been waiting also. Welcome to the show, Brother Shakur. How you doing? Yes, peace, sir. How you doing? There's a couple of things I wish I would have written down first. But, you know, like our elders always said, Malcolm X and other very uh, studious elders, they have always said that history is the best qualified teacher. Mm-hmm. The problem with a lot of us is that we got to just understand that we're just getting a, a grasp of history and we don't know the history. We have incomplete histories of understanding the world and where its zenith is and where, where its demise is. First of all, and you talk about all dictionaries written in the world, or especially written here in America, written past 1930 or written in bankruptcy status. That's why those definitions in that dictionary are very different from the definitions in a Black's Law Encyclopedia, because no matter where the so-called white man is on the planet, he's always taking care of business, and business is first and foremost, right? And they get their law from divine law. So let me now, ask you something, man. What you what? Let me ask you something, bro. What you consider business? Going, stealing people, gold, oil, and drugs, and stealing people and raping people—that's business. Well, what, Hold on a second, sir. What I'm saying is that they got it all from us anyway. And what they do is that they take what we have, they will take your culture, they will take your ideas, and then they will uh, um, uh, take those take those culture, cultural stances and ideas and corroborate them and make them their own and then redistribute them, give it to you, give it to us and think and make us think that they invented it in the first place. So all this I agree, but I, I wouldn't call that business. I call that thievery, robbery, and pillaging, and raping. Oh, yeah. In that business? In robbery and thievery of business? That's the definition of commerce. Right, right. <laughs> right. Hey, there you go, sis. There you go. So... But what they do, they take, they turn around and they rob you with their commerce and everything that they do. So what I'm saying in a nutshell is that 
how you got to understand that everybody, first and foremost, on the planet is not human. There's a right. book called There's a book called uh, Forbidden Archaeology by Dr. Primo and Thompson, and it's, uh, it talks about the hidden history of the human race. Uh-huh. Now, human used to be spelled H-U-E-M-A-N, yeah. meaning you have Hello. pigmentation. So that's the that's black, right. brown, red, and yellow. That's now, right. Once you once you get into understanding these histories and how the Caucasian came into power, you have to understand that original melanated people have seven or one ounces of brain. This is called the urim and the thummim. Now they mm-hmm. talk about this at Yale University and their coat of arms at Northwestern University. They call it Lex et Veritas in Latin, the extraordinary seat prepared for extraordinary life. So they talk about it in the science of the Holy Bible. They talk about it as, as the Urim and the Thummim. Yeah. That seven and one half ounces of perfected brain. So everybody, but the Caucasian has six ounces of brain. You have to go through this. And even in the, the Vietnam War, when they would bring black, so-called black soldiers, they would they would uh, take out their uh, penile gland, and they wonder why it was always bigger in black soldiers than it was in the Caucasian. And you have to there go into the right. to understand that what he does with six ounces of brain, he doesn't have the brain capacity to deal with people in equity because he has to separate. He was brought into existence on a separation process. That's why he's That's always why trying to block the problem. sun out, man. His number, one, his number one weapon is always to be to divide and conquer. Now, right. we'll call it, we'll call them, We'll call them, they call them Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Mexicans, Cubans, Hispanics, uh, uh, Asians. They give them all these different names. But we call them Calvin Kleins. We call them uh, 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 Levi's, Wranglers, Jordash, True Religions. But they all Dems. They all melanated. But yeah. that's how he divides the people among themselves and make them think they are different. But that's in the mm-hmm. lessons when you study because there's lessons to knowledge, even with America itself. America, the nineteen, the uh, the eighteen, the eighteen and the seventeen sixties definition of America is the northernmost western gate, and they already know this because they know that when Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in fourteen ninety two, he called them the carpet colored races of people, yeah. not applied. To the Europeans from America, that they were we were already over here. Yeah. But you have to go into these histories to understand. But you know that's why he he makes the Mexican look at the black, the so-called black, the so-called Mexican, the so-called look at at each other and make me think we are different, but we're the same people. But that's what he does, dividing the country. When you fall into that paradigm, you fall. Just because somebody don't, that's why the, the that's why the sister wrote wrote the Matrix. This is what she was talking about. Right. She said everybody's not ready to be unplugged. That's what the man said in the movie. Some of them will right. even fight you to your death because of their own understanding, because they lack the understanding of what's going on. They ain't ready to be unplugged yet because they don't have the knowledge. Because when you know better, you do better. Like you can wake up fast, and then you don't get power by the machine. Oh like yeah, but but that, but but see, the beauty of this whole thing is the that the beauty field. of the whole thing is that this is the last thing I'm gonna say is that, like in the movie, uh, the remake with Keanu Reeves, 
and the day the earth stood still. The woman said, I thought you said you came to save the, came to save us. He said, no, I came to save the earth. I didn't come to save you. But right. the point is that when he went to talk to the number one theoretical physicist on the planet, he said, well, what happened on your planet? He said, we had uh, a precipice. We had a critical mass of where if we didn't do what was right, we were not going to survive. So let me ask so, you a question, Bob, before you go. Yeah, let me ask you a question. I'm going to finish the last part up. So the well, reason about the have dialogue on the man show, man. I'm going to ask you a question, right? bro. Yes, sir. Okay, what do you think of the super collider that they got, man? What do you think about that? Sir, I saw a whole lot of things I know about it. I know the number one go-to particle physicist in the world is Dr. Oliver Keith Baker. He used to take me to high school football practice out in New Mexico. My father has a Ph.D. in nuclear plastics. I went to t- I know exactly what you're talking about. So the last point I wanted to say is this right here, is that the precipice is coming. And this is to get all the weak ones out of here. The weak so-called black, the weak so-called Mexican, the weak so-called white, so we'll never have to go through this again. Never. It's just like whenever your body gets sick, who are the first people to show up on your body when you're sick? The white blood cells. The planet will take care of this thing naturally. You just got to put yourself in a position that you don't get caught up in the calamity. And that's all I wanted to say, sir. Yeah, that's what me, me and Mr. Nogomo was talking about, man. If you don't know yourself, how to control yourself, then the enemy is going to devour you. Yeah. Bro, I'm with you 100%, and I'm with Sister, sister Ngoni 100%. I know what she's talking about, but everybody, that's why I say it's, a le- it's, a, it's levels to this knowledge. If you haven't, you know, your general understanding of so-called black history, uh, your understanding of, of what we call supreme wisdom, or 120, and the 101s and the 102s, and Noble Drew Ali, and the and the memoirs of uh, the Honorable Mosea Marcus Garvey, and going through those uh, and studying, you know, uh, what the elders brought, Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Jacqueline Hannanen, and the rest of them, and the, and the sisters of uh, um, Dr. Francis Cross Wilson, you, there's levels to this to be able to understand what you're dealing with because that man's number one weapon is to divide and conquer and the more he can divide the more mischief he makes the more he can divide the more mischief he makes he keeps dividing and dividing and dividing and dividing first he call you black first no first he call you negro then he call you black now he call you african-american another minute he's going to try to he's going to keep dividing dividing get you so far from the truth you ain't going to know what you are unless well, you well, like you say like See, once you know yourself, whatever it is that they call you is what you answer. That's All right. right. That's right. And this this yes, is, this is thing here, what you talking about? When the people get ready. To... <laughs> yes, sir. That's why it says on the pyramids, know thyself. You got to know yourself. And that's why I said to the brothers, I said, you know, you know what? You you ever heard the term mooring? You know what mooring means? Mooring is out. when. You, Right, when you tie down a ship, right? Right. You tie down a ship, right? So Mm -hmm. before we ever came into existence, we were moored in our mother's womb in the waters by by my mother's umbilical cord. We were tied down. And we moored, we we transversed the waters of our mother's womb to come out of that pitch blackness, out of that, that original darkness, to come into the light. 
That's I right. am who I am. And we just got when we waking up. Lord knows we waking up, and you and you can't fool a wake or you can't fool an awoken man and woman. Can't fool them. That's no right. More. I agree that's with, a, with you whole island, bro. That's, you broke it on down right there. Oh, that's, that's a it. beautiful thing. That's so a, wait, that's right. what I have. That's uh, who you are. That's right. That's who you are. Okay, and before. You can't get before away from Okay, hold on, everybody. Before we go any further, uh, we got five minutes left in the live air time. So if you're not on the switchboard, you need to get here, 347-838-8622. If you can't make it, uh, thank you for joining us, and you can catch the rest of the show in the archives, okay, because we will be going in overtime. All right. Uh, Let's see. Who do I have here? And your your show not long enough, sir. Your show not long. Lord, is not long enough. Well, hey, I try and use all the time I have. <laughs> Maybe I need to go another hour. We'll work on that one. All right, let me bring uh uh let's see. Um three four seven. Three four seven. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here, sir? Hey there folks, it's Hotep Kenyatta. How are you all? I'm doing fine, sir. How are you today? Hey, I'm freezing in New York, but it's okay, I'll burn something and warm up. I <laughs> caught the tail tail end of your show. Um, and I think I have the gist. I could be wrong. Um, I think in the big picture, what we have is a system structured for white males and white Christian males, particularly. And at the top level of financially rich, solvent white male, Christian males, and then lower down the poorer white males, but they come first in this system. It's a pretty sexist system, anti-female, it's anti-black and brown, it's anti-the environment, it's anti-Africa, etc. It's hard to dismantle that system because um, many brown humans have bought into the very system that oppresses them. For example, some shows or meetings I have, I have a unique accent because of my living in various parts of the world. And so I'm often questioned as to whether I'm black enough, when in actuality, if we judge people by their accent or voice, it kind of is stupid because some of our people sound a bit French. And even among the French, you have Creole from Haiti. And even among Haitian Creole, depending on the region of Haiti people come from, going to be slightly different. So we... That is just one example, but I think that in different ways, so many of us buy into the white man's white Christian male system that it's going to be difficult to dismantle because uh, I don't see enough of us coming together consistently with an infrastructure, with a plan. For example, something happens right now. Who do we call if there's a hurricane? Who do we call if the KKK comes in with guns to attack us? Who do we call if somebody's about to commit suicide? Who do we call? The white system, the Red Cross, the police, or some of the (laughs) coons that preach to us and tell us that they care about us, but they live in the biggest mansions, and then we give them our money or all our African collection. We, we Jackson, don't have an infrastructure. That's the big problem. Well, well, I have something to say to to that. Um, First of all, I got plenty of sisters and brothers that I deal with, and my sister biological know me, that me, my background and what I did in, in the military and whatnot 
if you something go down, you call me. Because I will be there hanging from the rafters in all black. And you, I guarantee you won't see me coming. Because I didn't, I didn't like learn that. everything. I didn't learn everything I learned for I, for you to come back here and rape and rob and do what I and I supposed to sit back with my thumb in my mouth and tomorrow you can do it. You can go to hell with that. Excuse my language. But I no, agree, sir. Bro. No, sir. I agree. That's, that's non-cypher. That's not happening. And I know plenty of brothers out here just training right now. Just like you got them mm-hmm. white supremacist groups out here training. I know plenty of brothers that are training. You just don't see it on the television. And they that's ain't what we're supposed to be, man. And I don't win it. It's like one of my favorite that's rappers said a long time ago. And Mr. Talk, I don't call in here because I want to be heard. I don't need a spotlight when I already got light. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. You get yeah, a spotlight for somebody else. But when it go down, you call me. I'll be there with an S on my chest. Because hmm. I don't need nothing to stand on and nothing to lean on. That's why I just had to tell a brother the other day. I say, you the black God. You got to activate the God force inside of you. If if hmm. nobody came with you, you got to have enough power and conviction in yourself to know that you the God and you're going to make it happen. Stop making excuses. That's, That's the right. bottom line. I don't, I don't know nothing about that talk. I know something about right. alpha male, and I know a lot of alpha males ain't out there, and that's all right. That's why I said yep. all women, 96 million, 90, 40,000 square miles of this planet are all 12 trillion, 478 billion, 118 million, 400,000 inches of this planet. If you weak, get the hell off of it. Brother, your position is a great one. The problem with it is that we all are alpha males to some extent, but if we're not communicating, if we don't have codes, walkie-talkies, if we don't have commanders, generals, etc., you're talking about one or two people in an ad hoc ad hoc response. I was referring not to you or me, but to our people generally. We have no one to call on. Now, some of us may call you. Some people may call me, too. And I think that we need a larger issue as opposed to ad hoc responses to a system of white supremacy that has young white kids in the hoods more trained than our people. I think it's going to take more than me thinking I'm a god to save our people. I think it's going to take sit-downs with thousands of people in each state, calling up folks in the Caribbean, Africa, Western Papua New Guinea, and working together, not one or two people or even a thousand. That's not going to do it. Brother, with with all due respect, what I'm saying to you is this right here. I'm not going to say anything else to it. They are out there. We are out there. And they know who they are. And I don't want to be seen, and I don't even want to talk about it. Mm. But when it goes down, you will see it. It will manifest itself. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm talking about. And that's all I'm going to have to say about that. it again. Mm. All right. That's all I'm talking about. Great great dialogue. Yeah, all right. Let me Water Seekers on level, man. Water Seekers on level. I'll leave it like that on that one. <laughs> let me bring let me bring uh, Beasley into the conversation. Welcome to the show, Beasley. Beasley. How you doing, sir? Hey, the bishop going? in the house. The bishop in the house. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to have no war, man. I don't want to fight anybody in the streets, man. I'm getting older, man. I want to enjoy myself, chill out. I got to solve all the world's problems, man. These dudes tripping. They're putting a putting a whole lot of pressure on themselves. They don't have to. Sometimes you just and count your blessings and be hit, find a way to be happy about something. That's too hard for a lot of people. They want to they want to solve the mysteries of of humanity 
you know? And well, nobody like really knows. Said. And nobody really knows. That's why you have all these theories out there. And more than more than one of them may be true. A lot of them are plausible. But at the end of the day, man, you got all you got is the moment in front of you. You may as well enjoy it. And like Cat Williams said, if you're not smoking good weed, I wonder what you're doing with the rest, what you're really doing with your life. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll say something to that. You know, I'm a very happy individual. I'm happy within myself. I'm happy to help my family. I'm happy to help my my community. And I'm just happy being myself. But at the same that, time... You know what? That's I, all I, I'm I talking about. I, I understand what civilization uh, is. That's all I'm talking in, about. As it says in my lessons, civilization is one having knowledge, wisdom, understanding, culture, <clears throat> refinement, and is not a savage in the pursuit of happiness. I know a whole lot of savages in the pursuit of happiness. See, you know, you can't you be, know that. You can't, yeah, you can't be diplomatic and, and community oriented with a savage. You got to get rid of him because <laughs> he's gonna tie down everything you, everything that you got. He don't, he or she that's a savage. Don't care what kind of laws you got in place. <laughs> no, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I I agree with that. I agree with right. that. I agree with that. I guess. Um, I'm just having a moment where I'm not eye to eye with the savage right now. <laughs> hey, but Beasley, you have to remember we weren't discussing the mysteries of humanity. I, the brother I, was. I, I he think was, the he, theme he was, was he, he was earlier when he was talking about his. Uh, oh, okay, I missed that. Yeah, I was. He was earlier, and I, and I actually, and I actually yeah. looked up the book uh, on Wikipedia and 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 skimmed what it's about. And, yeah. and, and, okay. and I and I and I've heard theories like that, and I don't believe that they're hardly impossible because <clears throat> the whole process of from wherever we started, we didn't all have to start from the same place, um, and it's been hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years, man. So lots of things happened. True, it was man. A, it was a very slow process, right? But also, you know, that's that's possible. I know. But like my man said, there's two kinds of people in the world. You got man and mankind. Okay? That's what he said. You got man and mankind. Right. All right. Mm. When they so called went to the moon, what did he say? One small step for man, yeah, one mankind. giant leap for mankind. Yeah, so who is right. man and who is mankind? Well, actually, brother, there's three types. You got mankind, man life, and man. Right. Okay, break them on down then. <laughs> you got it, brother. You got it. I understand where you're coming from. No, I, I don't think about it every day, but I but I've I've looked into that, you know, as far as alien beings coming here and mixing with the population and creating a hybrid, a hybrid with no feelings, no conscience, no nothing. That, that well, well, you, don't have to, you don't have to go. You don't have to go too far for that, sir. Only thing you have to do is look in. The, in any any particular scripture, and you study Jacob, better known as Jacob, you see that Jacob had a had a had a knack for what taking different animals and grafting them. Yeah. They did it, it, it with plants. They do it with animals when they <clears throat> crossbreed horses and and horses and and mules. They do it all the time. There's nothing do new. With, on they do it. They do it. They do it with marijuana strains too. They, they, there you go. So it's so it's nothing yeah. new. They're they're very they, active with the marijuana strains. Right. Right. It's, it's <laughs> but, nothing new. There's nothing new. Brother, are you suggesting? You... Are you suggesting we take the Bible stories literally? No, no. So that's not what I'm saying. Any any scripture that you read, 
All those are law books and the science that's in code. Well, but the right hand took it and he turned, he made it into a belief system. But you have to go and study yep. those things. All all those things are in code and nothing but them with law and stories that that's are talking right. about law. Right. Well, that's all it, it is. That, 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 it speaks of astral theology. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. At one point, at one point, at one point, as man or whoever you would want to call him, a, a thinking being existed, wasn't shit out there. It was light and it was dark. And 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 man feared dark. So I guess you huddle together, you look out the stars, and time goes by. You start thinking, and you're like, wow, this same group of stars was right here around last year this time. You know, and man, being the amazing thing that he is, is was been able to, you know, figure out how long it takes for this to go around this, and how long That's it right. takes for this, and you start creating stories. That's why I asked them about their super collider that they're coming up that they use. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> wow. That's why when you get in the quantum, that's why when you look. Okay, here we go. See, thought travels at 24 billion miles per second. Thought slowing, slowing down produces light. Light travels 186,000 miles per second. Light slowing down produces sound, which travels 1,120 feet per second, which is pitch, color, frequency, and sound. Oh, it's a there vibration. It is. There it is. Right? That's right. Now, Vibration slowing down produces two geometrical shapes in the majority of the species on this planet. You got a six-pointed star, arm, leg, leg, arm, head, the male genitalia, and you got a female, arm, leg, leg, arm, head. You see it in the cat, the rat, the dog, the chicken, the goat, and so forth. Wow, you know something? You know, what you're saying has some substance. The whole idea of trying to make us genderless and transgender, you're you're messing with the very foundations of science. Right. That's what they're doing, man. Popper no, but, but the people, the but, people but, that are behind but, but this. But it is a science. That's why when, when you see a child, and if, see, when they come out the Big Bang Theory, see, before yeah. you ever came into existence, you were thought in your father's head. Your father That's had right. a thought to get with your mother. They started to yeah. copulate. Then that heat, heat rotating in the penile gland got hot, came down your your seven chakras, down through your penile through your penile gland, down through the seven chakras, out through your reproductive tool called a penis. Then it entered to another womb and it hit that egg in the triple stage darkness and boom! Once that liquid hit that egg, that's the Big Bang Theory all over again. Then you started to rotate. Then while you were right. in there, you mimic all three something to something, four billion to something species on this planet. You went from a meter yep. to a morphus to a and that and, and, uh, that, and that's a miracle and, so and that's a miracle and that's a miracle in itself. Yes, sir. To, to be one yeah. to, to be one of a hundred million sperm cells that actually get the prize to germinate the egg. Yes, sir. Yeah. Everybody walking is a miracle. Some people yes, seem like they really not shit, but it that's was really right. a miracle even for that per- for that piece of shit not to happen. Yes, sir. That's why you're that's going what... out of darkness into the light, but you can't let yeah. the light of the world get so dark that it snuff out the light that you was that you had. Yeah, that's why it's people a, like Bill Gates and Ted Turner and, and the Rothschilds try to consider us useless eaters. There, there you go. That's why. That's why. That's why on your birth certificate it never says boy or girl. It says what? It says male or female because you are considered volume. You're considered cattle. Let me ask you yeah. this though: If you were in their position, wouldn't you feel the same way? No, I would no. not. 
Nope. I got seven nope. and one half ounces of brain. I like freedom, justice, and That's equality right. and truth. No. Right. I don't see, they're coming from a no position man. of fear, man. They're coming from a position of fear. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. They're scared. Look, let me, let me ask you this. I don't know if, if it's that. Electricity, it comes, it comes, electricity, electricity performs at different levels. If, mm-hmm. I'm a, if I'm an original man, if I have electricity going through, if I, you put electricity in gold, it's the highest conductor of electricity that can, that, right. that's the conduit of electricity. But if you hmm. put it in brass, it's, it's real low. If you put it in yep. silver, it's a little higher. But right. if you have electricity running through certain beings that with a certain makeup, their brain capacity ain't going to be able to be that true conduit of the God for it. They're going right. to be on a lower level. That's why they try to hey, rock brother, the and, out, man. And how does what you're saying, by the way, what you're saying is motivational. I'm trying to figure which aspects of it are actually backed by hard science. Are you suggesting that because we have certain types of melanin at a higher level, that we conduct electricity, and there's some evidence to back that. I don't That's have to true, look. Man. Once you go and you start studying studying physics, they will tell you that right. when they did a study right. that so-called melanated people, original people, their bodies are susceptible more to deal with the pressures of outer space than a Caucasian. What do you think Caucasian yeah. means? Now, my sister, no, I was talking about electricity. Person, Hold on a second, because it's all relative. Yeah. Because in the medical books, you will find out that Caucasian means weak bone, weak blood. That's why they talk yeah. about osteoporosis. Osteo meaning bone. It's Latin yeah. for bone. Porosis meaning opening the pores in the bone. Yeah, I'm, not sure. I'm, not, I'm not I, sure that's the genesis of the word Caucasian, but I'll look it up. No. No, I didn't but think Caucasian. I'm telling you, that's what it means. Right. Did you know that you said? If you go into the meaning of Caucasian, you got to go into the Hebrew word for the meaning of Caucasian to, to see what that comes from. You can't go into the Moorish Latin or the Latin. You got to go into ancient Arabic, Aramaic to get the understanding, understanding linguistic type. What I that thought it was from. the people from the Caucasus. Yeah, hmm. and that's true, but you got to go into the history of what the Caucasus Mountains actually are and what it meant to be up there in the Caucasus Mountains. And, brother, could you relate it to the electricity that you um, mentioned? Okay. You haven't answered that question. Okay. All right. So, you know, in the beginning, there's a power and a force that put all this into motion, right? So, yep. you know, you know anything about biology and physics? Right. Probably okay. not as much as you. That's why I ask okay. you the question. I'm not stupid, but I'm trying to right. understand how we go from this discussion to the fact that I'm black, you're black, we're brown, and somehow electricity, we, we carry it at a more efficient rate. So you might explain it to me All as that, though you I'm know, an idiot. You know, you, know, you know that's just some of that, that, just some of that hypermelanated, um, for lack of a better term, pro-black, Bullshit that they pumping on people to make them no, feel good. No, it's no, real talk, man. If you take a light, all right, man, you know you something. Let, let's just be for you let's just be stuff. for real. Let's just be hey, for real listen. for a moment. Let's okay. just be for real for a moment. Okay. So never, this, never is, this is this is this is this is basic science, right? Basic sure science. Is, man. If if you have if you have they, and they and they just recently gave me this on a mechanical test. They say you got a you got an all black cow. And a, right. and, a, and, a, and a white cow. They say, which cow? It's a mechanical test. This matter of fact, it's called the, uh, uh, what is it called? 
called the uh, uh, it's called the uh, mechanical aptitude spatial and relations test, the Bennett mechanical test. And on the test they have you got to show two cows. You got an all black cow and an all white cow, and it says mm-hmm. which one is more susceptible, which will soak up more sun. There so you go. The That's white right. cow or the black cow, and they know basic right. basic science is what. If something is is light, it doesn't absorb yeah. as much heat. It doesn't absorb as much electricity. But the darker right. that it is, the more heat and more electricity that it absorbs. That's basic science. Mm-hmm. As in science, they tell you dark skin and dark eyes are dominant, and light skin and light eyes are recessive. So and that's why they brought with all, let's talk with all the shenanigans. That's why they brought black Africans to the build America to do their farm labor, man. Right. They, they can't do it. Believe me, I'm an electrician, man. And the funniest time is in the summertime to be working around these Caucasian and the sun. They start crying at the middle of the eyes. I'm American. Wow. <laughs> All right, man. Boy, Salk, I couldn't hear. He, he went out a little bit. Mr. Salk, I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to upset anybody. So I'm just sticking with science and mathematics. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's right. That's right. I understand you. Oh, no one's upset. It's just, it's no one's upset. It's just that I often hear um, black folks mention some really fantastic stuff, and sometimes it's motivational, but then I always ask for the science behind it because we can talk all year, but it's not. It could be motivational, but it's not based in fact. It is fact. Look up Henry and Lax, man. Y'all heard of Henry and Lax? That's right. That's right. I'm still I'm still getting a load of Caucasian over here in the caucus well, region and all this stuff. That was more information that was more information than I thought was there. Okay. Well information is out there, man. Okay. Well you, you got to be you know, can I uh, ask you a question uh, about um the uh what was it, the East? You guys said the East was gonna rise up or the lady said the East is going to rise up. What's that all about? Let's go there, man. Okay. I can hear you, sir. You went down. Andrew, Andrew, you said um, you want to know, um, Sister Ngoni said something about the East rising up. You want to know what's that about? Yeah, well, like, I mean, a lot of people are, like, saying that, okay, like, first of all, there's this thing about, like, the uh, African people had all the knowledge or something, and then, like, they're going to rise again. I don't know. Like something like that. Okay, I understand what she was saying. She was saying is that what is happening is that everybody in the world is is being uh are, com- are coming into the knowledge of how the, the the Caucasian is doing business all over the world. So since these same people are, are more communication with other. Melanated people all over the planet They're not being able to get away with what they Used to get away with So now since the, the Melanated people over here in so called America Have had the knowledge And been amongst these people For so long That's why it talks about how The, the, the sun will rise in the west Instead of the east it's, it's a metaphor for being that The people that were most Most uh, What's the word I'm looking for that was robbed of a that, that were robbed of the knowledge of themselves. The most, the most subject, the most subjugated. 
the most sub thank you, sir. The most sub the most subjugated. Now they're starting to get a knowledge and they're telling and sharing it with all the other melanated people around the world and it's starting to be a conduit of information and a conduit of knowledge where they're all coming together and they say, Well, you know what, we're not the minority on the planet. We are the majority. And through the television you're able to to uh propagate this lie and now it's being diffused on every and every aspect. So now, when you see it, you can no longer propagate your lot. So now, when they talk about minority, most people know they have the knowledge that when they talk about not minority, it has nothing to do with how many of a population of a people there is. It has also a way to do with your mind state, meaning that you are an infant or a, a minor, so that you don't have the mindset of an adult, so you need to be governed. That's what minority means. Wow. That's they right. have you calling yourself a minority and you're not a minority. No, I'm a grown ass man and I can think and do for myself. You know, I stop it right in their tracks. No, that don't my, apply to me. My hmm. grandfather was born in 1911 in Harlem, yes, USA. Sir. So he came up during a certain period of time. Um,. And he used to listen to jazz a lot, and I ask him a lot of questions. And I saw that all the jazz musicians were signed to these contracts uh, through the record companies, and that they had to perform, and they had to get cabaret cards, and they had to have certain things. And I was like, dang, it seems like they control them a lot. I, he said, well, jazz is a lot like life. I said, what do you mean? He said, the blacks got the rhythm, but the Jews got the instruments. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's that's an interesting analogy. <laughs> but you you got a good point there. All right, y'all. Since I have so many of you on the line here, and I want to give each other each one of you enough time to get your final statements in, uh, we're gonna go ahead and do final words now, man. But I, I'm gonna tell you, you know, listening to this conversation, uh, I'm glad to see there is an awakening going on, and. Man, I couldn't be happier. I really couldn't. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. So, but we're gonna go ahead and let you get your last words in before we get up out of here. Uh, let's see. We're gonna start with uh, brother uh, Hotel, brother Hotel. Your last words, sir. Yeah, uh, great to speak with you all again. Thanks for the show. Um, I appreciate all the feedback. I do think sometimes that we have a lot of wishful thinking and we have some concepts that may be motivational, but I don't see really us coming together necessarily as a majority. When the printing press came along, information was disseminated and people still remained oppressed. When the um, cotton gin came along, slavery ended in one form and then they created the prison industrial system. I think that if we're not careful, we can come up with some motivational, um, mythical concepts, but it leaves us without any infrastructure. For example, we're not speaking Yoruba. We're not doing business efficiently with Africans. We're not uniting with the people of Western Papua New Guinea. And sometimes we're great preachers and we talk it, you know, it's kind of, yeah, I feel good. But after that, it's the same cycle of dependency. We have to look more at science. We have to be more realistic. And we can't think that all white people were created as aliens or as something else because they basically come from Africa. It's genetics. Now, if someone can prove the genetics wrong, that's one thing, but we can't distract from the facts and just make up stuff and expect it to stick. 
because then we're doing what they do. Thank you all. Peace, Black Power. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Brother Hotel. And uh, save to you. All right. Uh, let's see. Brother Shakur, you're up, sir. Yes, sir. I'd like to say this real quickly. Um, as far as genetics, you know, you need to look at that positive RH1 and negative RH1 protein on the red blood cell. There's only two beings on this planet that has that. That's a monkey and a Caucasian. And you look in the DNAs and you'll, you'll find that out. <laughs> just, just all you have to do is study genetics. The last thing I want to say is this. In the words of Stephen Biko, the greatest weapon, the greatest weapon, in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. Lord, have mercy. Peace. <laughs> All right. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> that was deep right there. I like that. All right. Uh, let's see. Brother Fatah. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I want to I uh, yeah, thank you, of course, uh, uh, you know, for having this program today. I wish I could record it earlier. Uh, it was very good. And, um, you know, I, I just uh, think that, um, you know, um, the black Americans should look at uh, creating more alternative uh, lifestyles and should, you know, uh, you know, like growing our own food and just coming up with an alternative uh, lifestyle. And um, certain, you know, uh, survivalistic skills and things like that, you know. So just overall, you know, um, we need to have an alternative lifestyle that's different than relying on European, you know. And uh, and I think that's about it. And I want to thank you and everybody here because this is very powerful. So thank you. All right. Thank you, Mm -hmm. sir. Anytime, anytime. All right. Next up is Sister Ngoni. Hey, Mr. Talk, what a great dialogue today. Thanks for taking my call, and I want to thank Brother Shakir and others that contributed to the dialogue with scientific facts. And I want to say to Brother Hotep, with all due respect, because I think he's a brilliant brother too, uh, keep in mind, it all starts in the mind, and contemplate on what the mythical concept, not to say that anything Brother Shakur brought was mythical, it was scientific, but keep in mind what the mythical concept of white supremacy resulted in. It all starts in the mind. We got the power within us. Thank you, Mr. Talk. All right. Thank you, Sister Ngoni. <laughs> As always, graceful and knowledgeable. All right, Andrew, you're next. Andrew, are you there? Oh, sorry, man. I was muted. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, Your last words. Uh, yeah, what can I say? You know, um, when I was in school, I studied ethnology. So, you know, being outside of the United States and outside of the uh, African-American community, it's a really interesting thing to hear everybody's points and views. I can see some things coming through that I agree with more than others, some things I just don't have any idea about. Uh, but what is really frustrating is that the reality of the situation is very Machiavellian. And, uh, I mean, I've been looking at it, and I wish it wasn't so. But um, it seems more and more like the world really does run on Machiavellian principles. And so at this point, it's like, you know, pick a side. And naturally, you go, gee, I I really don't want to deceive everybody or be involved with political groups that are doing that, because by extension, you're really deceiving people. But uh, what do you do when the odds are stacked against you? So 
Yep, that's just uh, that's just my take on it. But it was an interesting conversation. All right, thank you, Andrew, for that. And as always, thank you for calling in. Thanks. All right, last but not least, Mr. Wesley. Hey, peace and blessing, Eric. That was a good, good conversation. Stimulated cerebral cortex of my brain, man. And like everybody said, like my brother said, by the the number one weapon is, is the oppressor, is the mind of the oppressor. And uh, Mr. Goldman was right. And uh, do my brother hotel, man. I know this is a hard reality, man. Everything what everybody said with the butt naked truth. And so since we, the theme of the day is the mind. I wrote the book of George. Free your mind and your ass will follow. All right. <laughs> you know, that's your saying right there, Wesley. <laughs> you say that all the time. But that is a true statement for the most part. All right, y'all. Once again, I want to thank everybody for this great conversation and dialogue today. Um Great knowledge, great knowledge. A lot of a lot of great stuff put out, and um, a lot of stuff to chew on. A lot of stuff to chew on, and I just love that. I love that. Um, and and we did it without any yelling, screaming, name calling. You know, and, and I think that that is a start. That is a start. Uh, of course, we some of us we have to work on the listening part just a little bit more. But hey, for the most part. We we getting there, you know. Being former military, it's something we used to say when they, we got to training, and that um, was um, each one teach one, each one teach one. That's all we got to do, you know. Um, we live in the age technology wise where we can find anything we want to find now. We we can do it. It's out there for us. Um, the thing we need to do is take the time and look for it and find it and pass it on. Pass it on. Uh, you know, this is easy. It's easy to do. I mean, we do with it with videos of African uh, black folk fighting each other, or uh, um, law enforcement black people. You know, we do it with that. So why can't we do it with with the positive knowledge that it's going to help us uh, overcome? Well, that go that word again, and I can't take that word overcome. You know, uh, stand up. That's a good word. Stand up and and be heard. It's easy, but you just got to take that one person. Now, don't get me get it wrong, because I know everyone is not going to be receptive to to the information that you may present to them. That's that's just the way, you know. That's just the way it is. However, if you can get that one person though, that one person just to go back and and just for a moment or so to start doing a little research, start looking up some things, and you'd be surprised at at, at, at the effect that that would have. I mean, me and Sister Ngona, we talk about this all the time, you know, and we both say, if I can just have one person come back and say, that what you're saying, and that makes some that, that, that is great. That's great. And even if you find something that, that that's a little different from what you've heard here on the show or one of, one of the guests have said or even something I said, don't feel uh, um, like I won't be receptive to you um, bringing some more information. You know, we, we're all flawed in one way or another. So, But you took the time to look it up. In other words, you took time to get a little knowledge. It's it's just that easy. Only thing we have to do is get out of them boob tubes. Get out the boob tubes. You know, stop listening to this crazy music that the, <laughs> that 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 that. Um, I don't know, I'm not even going there. But anyway, it's all it takes, man. Just a little effort. Just a little tiny effort. 
just a little effort, and you'd be surprised at, at the, the, the the wealth and the knowledge that you you gain. Okay, all right. Once again, thank you everybody for dropping by. I, I love it. I love y'all, and because um, my show wouldn't be anything without you. That's that's why I love um, doing this. And yeah, I can't. Man, I tell you, I, I'm just overwhelmed right now. But I want to say thank you, and uh, we will be on the air Friday. Cause, um, yeah, we'll be on the air Friday for sure. Um, I think I got all the business handled now. So, so I look forward to hearing from each other one of you again Friday. Uh, who knows? We make it, may make it open open mic again. You know, I, I'm seeing the loving this open mic thing. <laughs> it works out pretty good. Um, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy. That's for sure. All right. So, y'all have a good one, man. See y'all Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Let's Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Say it. See you later. I'm going to take y'all out of here with my favorite song. Y'all know what this is. LJ Reynolds and come get to this, man. And I can't help it. I have to bring it on. All right. See y'all Friday. Y'all have a good day.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.